What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and ho, ho, holy sh! What the hell was that? What? What the hell was that? I mean, there's a ton to get into in this game. The 49ers lose to the Titans on Thursday night, 20 to 17. Before we really get rolling here, I want to remind you: please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation podcast. If you haven't done so already, please do. If you follow and you haven't left a rating and a review, please do that too. It really, really, really helps us. All right. I needed a minute there. I had to collect my thoughts. You know, I could come on here and tell you that this loss isn't that big a deal. The 49ers, you know, it's an AFC game. The 49ers are still in a playoff spot. It's going to be okay. I could come on here and tell you that the 49ers made a game of it, and Jimmy Garoppolo had a big, you know, drive at the end of the game to tie it up. I could come on and tell you all of that. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because this game was an absolute meltdown from the 49ers. And once again, we are on this freaking carousel where the Niners beat up on some tomato cans. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look like a complete disaster. And people are saying, does Jimmy Garoppolo going to stick around next year? Jimmy's looking pretty good. If he keeps playing like this, how can the 49ers get rid of him? You know how they can get rid of him? I'll tell you how. Because he sucks. And number 10 in white is the single biggest reason that the San Francisco 49ers lost this game. It is unequivocal. It is undisputable. I don't want to hear about the defense in the second half. I don't want to hear about Fred Warner not making a tackle on Ryan Tannehill on the game-winning drive. I want to hear about none of that. This game is on the shoulders of number 10. And I don't know how many times Kyle Shanahan needs to go on this merry-go-round. I don't know how many times he needs to see it, but what the hell, Kyle? Another loss, another loss because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Where are the stands? Come at me now. Come at me now tonight. Let's hear it. Please tell me, give me the excuse of why Jimmy Garoppolo cannot hit Kyle Juszczyk wide open, wide the hell open. Nobody within 15 yards of him. Jimmy can't do it. And I don't want to hear, oh, Kyle, I Kyle lost it in the lights. Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. And I'm sorry for the swears, but I'm fired up. Okay. I, I, I can't deal with it anymore. I can't. And I don't care if the locker room doesn't like it, Kyle. Guess what? You're the coach. You do what's best for the team. And the second you stop doing that, you're not doing your job. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me that Trey Lance can't be better than this. You, can't, I can't believe it. There is nothing that Jimmy Garoppolo did in this game that Trey Lance can't do. Even the final drive, Kyle throws a night. He, uh, Jimmy throws a nice completion of use check to get a first down, and then Jimmy throws it to Debo, and Debo does all the freaking work and gets them all the way down the field. And the touchdown pass, Ayuk is wide open in the back of the end zone. Trey Lance can't hit Ayuk on that. Like, I'm sorry, man, and I'm, I'm going to try and get to your comments. I just, I have to let this out because if I don't, uh, I'm going to explode. Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Why is it that when the 49ers lose the game, it's always the same way? It's the same script. When they lose, they have a one decent half, and then they come out in the second half, and they don't do jack squat. And that's exactly what happened in this game. It's exactly what happened tonight. 49ers in the second half, interception, turnover on downs, punt, touchdown, end of game. That was their second half possessions. Like, do you realize, do you realize that the Tennessee Titans had 55 yards in the first half? 55 yards. And the 49ers were up 10 points. That's it. They could only score 10. They couldn't do anything else. Kyle Shanahan gets the ball back. At the end of the first half, 49ers get the ball at the 10-yard line. There's 80 seconds left, a minute and 20 seconds, two timeouts. And Kyle Shanahan just lets the time tick away, just gives it away. Just giving the, the, the seconds and the possession away. No problem. No, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to try and score. Nobody, 
Nobody is more content with a 10-point lead than Kyle Shanahan. It's like he thinks it's insurmountable. I don't understand it. Like, Kyle, what are you doing? What are you doing? You have 80 seconds left and two timeouts, and you don't let your quarterback drive down the field? Like, if you don't trust your quarterback to protect the ball and take your team down the field in that spot, why is he still your starting quarterback? I don't understand how both of those things could be true at the same time. It, It boggles the mind. It blows my mind. And, and here we are. And now the four, you know, San Francisco could have been nine and six with a home game against the Texans coming up in 10 days. That's where they could have been. That's where they should have been in this game. Now they're eight and seven and they're back in the scrum. Trigger, Trigger with the super chat says the Jimmy stands will blame the route running the DBs before they criticize the Prince of mediocrity, Jimmy himself for this loss. I totally agree. And thank you, Trigger. We appreciate the super chat. I completely agree. Baba Jelly with the super chat. My wife stopped making Christmas cookies for this rant. Well, you know, I happen to know Bob's wife, and I'm sorry to interrupt your Christmas cookies, but I, I, I can't. If your wife was making Christmas cookies and she put the cookies in the oven and the oven burned the cookies once, twice, three times, would you keep putting your cookies in the oven or would you buy another oven? Or if you've spent a huge amount to buy another oven, which you have standing by ready to go. Would you still choose to use the shit oven or would you move the freaking cookies? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. How long do we have to ride this ride? I, how long do we have to keep doing this? For what? For what? God. And, and the crazy thing is, the craziest thing is, that if the 49ers somehow had stopped Tennessee and had come back to win that game, these idiots would be giving Jimmy Garoppolo credit. They would be giving him credit for this. Oh, he came back at the end of the game. He did it. Like, I don't know. How do people not see it? We all see these games. They're not played in secret, right? They're on television. Everyone can see them and watch them. So what are we doing? What are we doing with Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, God, give me the, I please, please stands, please be in this chat. Please give me the game. The 49ers have won because of Jimmy Garoppolo compared to how many games we've lost because of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't want to hear, and this is a great, this is a great comment from Carlo Garibay on the YouTube page. Peter King says the Niners are keeping Jimmy G next year. Where are all you guys now? Huh? Where are Chris Sims, Peter King, whoever wants to throw it out there, right? Where I want to see you guys after this game, not after he beats up on Jacksonville or beats up on the Bears or some other crap team. Where is it? After this game, come out. Give me the report. 49ers might keep Jimmy Garoppolo next year. That's what I want to see. Why is it only when we beat up on the garbage of the league that we have to hear about Jimmy Garoppolo potentially sticking around? Huh? They're going to keep him now? Where are you guys now? If they were going to keep them two weeks ago, now they're not going to keep them? Give me a break, man. Give me a break. I'm so sick of this, man. I am so tired of it. He misses Juszczyk on a play. Juszczyk is so wide open, he could have taken a dump in the middle of the field and nobody would have touched it. And Jimmy Garoppolo throws a ball that's so bad, he can't even complete it, let alone hit him in stride for a touchdown. No, no, no. He throws a ball that is so bad, he can't even complete it. And they leave seven points on the board. BP watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. When Jimmy G has time, feet are set, not much pressure. He throws downfield. I think this should be a good pass, but it's often high, intercepted, or incomplete. And by the way, that shouldn't be the case when conditions are perfect, right? Like, what are we doing here? It shouldn't be the case when conditions are perfect. There was another super chat here, and I apologize if I can't get to it. 49ers George365 says, preach stats. Amen. I appreciate the super chat. I can't find it to put it up on the screen. The comments are coming in faster than I can scroll, uh, but I did sneak it in there, so I apologize for not being able to get it on the screen. Um, I'm going to be joined by Akash Anavarat, and I feel bad because he has just missed my my rant here. Uh, And I know there's a ton of other stuff to talk about, right? We can talk about the defense in the second half. We can talk about all that. By the way, Joanna, thank you for the super chat, but you got to put a comment in there. Uh, you know, otherwise you're just donating money, which will we'll take your money, but 
you know, I want to read your comment here. Um, I, like I said, I know there's other stuff to talk about, but Jimmy Garoppolo touches the ball every single play. He's the most important thing. You, I don't want to hear about the defense. They gave up 20 points in this game. Don't tell me it was the defense's fault. Like, no, I, I, that's garbage. That is absolute garbage. If you don't recognize that the problem was Jimmy Garoppolo in this game, Niners are dominating the game, dominating the game, right? Tennessee can't do anything on offense. 49ers go right down the field on their first possession. Boom, stick it in the end zone, 7 nothing. Tennessee, six plays, eight yards, out. 49ers get the ball back their own 20-yard line. Boom, they start going down the field. First and 10, second and one, first and 10, second and seven. They don't even have a third down. The 49ers did not even have a single third down on their first two possessions. And then second and goal at the eight-yard line, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a pass intended for Kittle. He was never open on the play. It was a man coverage. He was never open. Jimmy throws it, forces it into traffic, intercepted. Like, there you go. That's at least three points, maybe potentially seven right there that Jimmy Garoppolo has cost you. The use check play, that's a touchdown right there. Then, first possession of the third half. Titans go down. They get some semblance of offense, right? They figure out that A.J. Brown's pretty good and the 49ers corners suck. They get a field goal. First down, first and 10 at the 25, Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception. High again. Tennessee gets the ball at the San Francisco 18-yard line. Like, this is all the time with Jimmy. Anytime Jimmy plays anybody that's somewhat respectable, he does this. And by the way, he threw another ball directly to a linebacker again. And the linebacker dropped it. That should have been another interception for Jimmy Garoppolo. He should have had three. Michael Holsey watching on the YouTube page. Thank you for the super chat. Garbage, Jimmy. Garbage game. When can we get good passes from our quarterback? And it would be one thing. It would be one thing I could maybe see a glimmer of hope if C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins were still on this team. I welcome in Akash on Varathan here. But that's not the case. I was just saying, Akash, it'd be one thing if the 49ers had Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard still on the team as the backup quarterbacks. But they don't. They've got the future of the team, the third overall pick in the draft that they gave up a king's ransom to get, and they still won't go to him. I need to find some, or I shouldn't say that because my wife loves me very much. You need to find someone that loves you as much as Kyle Shanahan loves Jimmy Garoppolo at any point in the game other than the end of the first half. <laughs> uh, well, to your, to your point about Kyle Shanahan being in, in love with Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't think that's the case at all. I think they've got two quarterbacks on this roster in, in Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And at this moment, I think Kyle Shanahan just believes Jimmy Garoppolo gives him the best chance to win. And I know given what we saw tonight, that's not necessarily the case, but it probably speaks more to Trey Lance's readiness than it does how Kyle Shanahan feels about Jimmy Garoppolo. But you know, that that's that game is Jimmy Garoppolo in a nutshell, just kind of a roller coaster. Opening drive was fantastic. They went boom, 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 right down the field. Garoppolo looked comfortable. I don't think he uh, missed a pass. I think it was five and five for 59 yards. And then even the second drive, they moved the ball well down the field up until that interception, which is a ball that you just cannot throw. Looked like Janoris Jenkins beat Kittle on the route. Looked like it was a corner stop route. And Jenkins beat him. You just can't throw the ball. You throw the ball away, whatever, and you live to fight another down. And just the, the mistakes that he made today, whether it was the interception to Kittle the overthrown ball over Kyle Juszczyk's head um, or the second interception. There should have been a third that Rashawn Evans, I think, dropped, that a safety was lurking. Just too many mistakes from Jimmy Garoppolo. And ultimately, when your quarterback, you know, the most important position in the sport, uh, makes those type of mistakes, it becomes extremely difficult to to win. But that being said, I also can't let the 49ers third, third down defense off the hook. Um, Titans were 9 of 16 on third down. And a lot of those were third and long, you know, seven, eight, 10, 15, third and 22 was there, I think as well. And when, when the Titans are, are moving the chains like that and your quarterback is making those type of mistakes, it's just extremely difficult to win. Ben watching on the Niners nation Facebook page says, all due respect, you have no effing idea what you're talking about. I, I kind of think I do, Ben. I kind of think I do. And Jason on the Facebook page, good Jimmy G gives him the best chance. This Jimmy G is a liability. Here's the problem, Jason. You never know what you're going to get. And even good Jimmy G is not really that good. He's not like 
He is carried by Debo Samuel, by George Kittle, by Brandon Ayuk, by Kyle Shanahan. He has studs around him, studs. And he has one of the best offensive play callers in the game. If he can't look at least average, he's dog crap. And I'm sorry. He's got to go, Akash. He's got to go. I'm not going to go as, as you know far to say as he's dog crap or anything like that. He over this last five or six weeks, he's played well. He's executed within the structure of the yeah, offense. That's he's what your quarterback what... is supposed to do. Yeah. And the problem for the 49ers is they tricked away so many games early in the season against Green Bay, where, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers scores with 37 seconds left in the game or uh, against Seattle both times. The first time, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, whatever. But the second time, all, all the special teams mistakes up here in Seattle. And then the Cardinals game against Colt McCoy. Just you lose these games early in the season, then your margin for error becomes just a lot less as the season wears on. And, you know, they, they were dominating early in the game. It looked like the 49ers were going to pull away, have an easy win. And it just turned around as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo made those two mistakes. And, you know, that's what he's capable of doing. And when you trick away those games earlier in the season, you, you just can't afford a loss like tonight. I mean, that throw to Juszczyk, like, what? I don't know what it is with quarterbacks on this team. They can't hit Kyle Juszczyk when he's wide open. Mullins couldn't do it. Beathard couldn't do it. Jimmy Garoppolo sure as hell can't do it. Why can't anybody hit a fullback when there's nobody within 15 yards of him? I don't get that either. I, I don't know if you remember. It was the leak play for Kyle Juszczyk against the Rams last season. Mm -hmm. It was a Sunday night game at home. I still remember the picture. It, it's Kyle Juszczyk leaking down the left sideline. Yep. And Jimmy Garoppolo throws it on the wrong shoulder, ends up being an incompletion. The Kyle Shanahan reaction went viral, I think, on the All-22. But uh, so, so for some reason, those two guys just can't connect. There was a play up here in Seattle a couple weeks ago. Same thing, left sideline, Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk wide open. Jimmy Garoppolo just misses him. And, you know, he's an inconsistent thrower of the football outside the numbers. He tend, he hit some throws against Cincinnati, you know, the one to Juwan Jennings in overtime. That was a very good throw. Just over over his career, he's just inconsistent, and, you know, that's what happens. Nate Rodriguez watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. What do you think about Kyle's calls today? You mentioned Kyle's reaction on the sideline, Akash. I'm tired of that, man. You get what you deserve, Kyle. Like, to expect anything different at this point is ridiculous. Like, I, I just don't. I, I don't know why conditions have to be 100% perfect for Trey Lance to become the starting quarterback. Like what else? Why do we need to see this again? Why would Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it always, well, if he turns it over on this drive, we should take him out. If he throws one more interception, we should take him out. Haven't we suffered enough <laughs> for all the Trey Lance stuff? It's just not fair to put a 21 year old rookie quarterback in this situation. It's a short week, Thursday night on the road. Tough. He probably had, he probably had no, you know, the game plan had nothing for Trey Lance this week, I'd imagine. So for him to be thrown into that situation, is just not a good look. And then at the same time, the 49ers are also trying to, you know, reconstruct Jimmy Garoppolo's trade value for this offseason. And so to be able to bench him on a primetime game late in the season in December is just not a good look. And so you have to ride with Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. That's what Kyle Shanahan's committed to this season. They switched over about, you know, halfway. They said, we're all in and whatever happens this season happens. And it looked good the last, what, six weeks. They were five and one. And unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo just had a bad game today and it cost them. Akash, man, you really think that if Jimmy Garoppolo has another three good games that all of a sudden teams are going to be lining up to trade a first round pick? for They know what he is. They know what he is. You're not tricking anyone. You're not. He, he's a starting you know, caliber quarterback in the NFL, and there's going to be enough teams come this offseason that will need one and will offer something of value. When Sam Darnold can get traded, when Brock Osweiler a couple years ago can get traded, Jimmy Garoppolo can get traded for something. And I'm sure the 49ers have realized that if he can show that he, you know, is healthy and can be somewhat competent within this offense, that he'll get moved for a pick of value. Hopefully, you know, something conditional, you know, a day two pick that can become a first round pick, something like that. But I I've sensed that that's been their plan all along. And a game like tonight, especially on prime time, just kind of ruins that. Kyle Shanahan on his decision to let the clock run out at the end of the first half. There was 19 seconds, and I didn't want it to lead to a turnover and give them anything. Again, again, you don't trust your quarterback to go down the field at the end of the first half. And by the way, there was a hell of a lot. There was 120 seconds left, or a minute and 20 seconds, rather, left in the first half. Not 19. 
And by the way, if you're going to let the clock run out, then why the hell are you calling a quarterback sneak on third and two? What if Jimmy gets hit and gets hurt? Like none of this makes any sense for the 49ers. And I don't want to hear about, well, it was a short week. It'd be a tough spot for Trey Lance. Justin Herbert found out he was starting his first ever game 10 minutes before they kicked off because the Chargers punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. And he went out and gets the defending Super Bowl champs and almost put up 300 yards and threw two touchdowns. Good players are good. I'm tired of waiting for the perfect scenario to play Trey Lance because of some mythical trade value that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have in the offseason. Forget that, man. Every other position is accountable except quarterback. That's that's horrible. The, the first half thing bothers me too but we know it's about Kyle Shanahan when it gets into these end of the half situations he go he approaches it you know two different ways if the 49ers are receiving the ball in the second half he generally gets pretty conservative you know he he just tries to make sure that the other team doesn't get the ball back before the end of the half if the 49ers don't receive the ball after the second half like they did tonight then he tends to be a little bit more aggressive in those situations and I saw the stat I think the 49ers have the most points in these yes. end of half situations, I think it was like 64 points or 65 points. So clearly their process is a little funky and not smooth, but they end up, it ends up working. It ends up producing in results. But I think tonight, especially with the way Garoppolo is playing in that first half, because it wasn't just the interception of the missed throw. He just looked a little jittery in he the pocket, shook. a little uncomfortable. And in that spot, Kyle Shanahan just gets tight. Shanahan gets, becomes the most predictable play caller when his quarterback gets tight, misses throws. And in that spot, he's thinking, we're up 10-0. Let's just get this to halftime. Let's just reset. Maybe Garoppolo can just regain his composure. And it just never came back. And, and the 49ers' defense was exposed, just being on the field more. A.J. Brown took over. Ambry Thomas had a couple of misses. And then, you know, things just start to unravel from there. But I thought this game was lost in the first half because the 49ers should have been up 21-24-0. They just had too many opportunities. They didn't close the door. And I think the most frustrating part about this is I've seen this loss like four times this season. The same exact thing where the 49ers get out to a good start, then they can't really put away their opponent. They let them hang around and the defense, you know, gets exposed later in the second half and they end up finding a different way to lose each time. And that's why they're eight and seven this season. They just inconsistent. They're consistently like they lose consistently the same way. Moonman Ed had a super chat and a comment. I want to throw that back up. If Kyle sticks with Jimmy till the end and we miss the postseason, you think he'll be fired? No. There's no scenario yeah. where Kyle Shanahan yeah. gets fired unless he kneels down every play from now until the rest of the game. Kyle Shanahan was dialing up a fantastic game. He probably he slept in his office this week. He probably slept less than 20 hours, I'd have to imagine. Slamming coffees, was dialing up sweet plays in the first half, and his quarterback just could not execute. I mean, how many open receivers were there in the first half? It seemed like that opening drive was vintage Cal Shanahan. Yep. Play action, bootleg, run game working, and they went boom, boom, boom right down the field, and it was the same thing up until that interception, and just everything changed. So no third. No, down. Kyle's not getting fired. No third downs for the 49ers on their first two drives, yep. and they only got seven points because Jimmy Garoppolo threw an interception on the second drive. Uh, we may have a surprise guest here. I'm getting messages from people. The the rage among the 49ers fan base is uh, it's off the charts. Um, again, I apologize for not getting to some of your comments. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of swears in the comments. And uh, okay, we got a surprise guest here. Let's see if we can pop him in. Kyle Posey, Grand Poobah of Niners Nation is here. What's up, KP? What a game, man. What a game. Something on your mind? Um, <laughs> it's, it's the Shannon plan on a Thursday night. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, what Shanahan said. Shanahan said there was 19 seconds left, and I didn't want to I didn't want to lead to a turnover and give them anything towards the end of the first half instead of, you know, trying to be aggressive and score. If that's not the biggest indictment, I don't know what is, man. And I don't want to make this episode or just this podcast about Jimmy Garoppolo because I thought there were a lot of Too mistakes late. overall, but – Holy cow, man. You you can't. Yeah, and, and a, lot, a, a lot of people feel like we're just throwing Garoppolo under the bus for this loss, and that's he deserves a large portion of the blame. But the way that defense played in the second half, especially on third down, giving up play after play, big play after big play. And then there was a Fred Warner play where he had Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, missed the tackle. I think he ended up running for like 30 yards on that play. That so was ball game right there. Defensive mistakes and lapses. That was ball game, yeah. Yep. So it's not all on Garoppolo, but oh, at, at one point, win. it's hard to win. At one point, no the Titans were seven for 12 on third downs. And on the drive, and up until that point, they had converted a third and 10, third and 23, third and 10, third and seven, and third and 15. 
So the defense got them into like the, the situations that you want to, but they just couldn't get off the freaking field. And the worst part about it was they were throwing to AJ Brown. Like you knew who they were going to. It wasn't a surprise. And still yep. um, you would see like Josh Norman 12 yards off and still giving ground. Like if you're going to play off, fine, whatever, but just hold your ground, stay there. And they just, they really didn't stand a chance against uh, Brown. Titans first four drives, four punts, 33 yards, 33 net yards total. And the 49ers were only up 10-0 at that point. And they've continued this trend where they just don't put teams away early when they have the opportunity. Yep. Missed opportunities. And you talk about this KP all the time about their process. And the process, the it was more evident today because sometimes it'd be just missed throws, missed plays, and they'll punt. But today it was interceptions and turnovers and like, you know, really obvious missed throws. So it, it felt like more fans were clued in onto, you know, who was at fault. I get that the defense is not totally blameless. I, I agree. But at the same time, they let up 20 points and the final three came to win the game. Like, I can't put this on the defense when they allowed 55 total yards in the first half. They had in the first half, Tennessee had seven first down plays for one total yard. They were behind the sticks all night, really the whole game. They just kept converting third downs in the second half. And I I can't fault the defense for this. Yeah, there, there are plays where they could have been better and A.J. Brown killed them. But like, it's got to go to the quarterback to me. Like, and until we like acknowledge this, we're never, we're always going to be on this merry-go-round. I think the team has acknowledged it. I think they just, they're in the situation. Not until he's benched. Yeah. Like that. Well, th- this is what they're going to do moving forward. Like Jimmy is going to be the guy. We're in week 16. They are in too deep. Um, they're not going to put in their rookie quarterback now. Like if he didn't put him in tonight, Trey Lance is probably not going to play because I mean, that the one play that stands out is like that missed to Kyle Juszczyk, man. He throws the ball out of bounds when he is wide open with nobody within like 15 yards of him. That can't happen for an NFL quarterback. If that if that throw is completed, we're not talking about these final couple of drives. Whatever the Titans do in the fourth quarter does not matter. It's irrelevant because the 49ers are up big because they completed that earlier pass or they completed a few earlier throws. But, man, it's they get they shoot themselves in the foot in ways that are just unimaginable man like you it's tough to make up some of the things that they do and they find ways it's like it's every week it's it's really frustrating but it's it's frustrating because the final drive they go eight plays 95 yards under three minutes make it look super easy and like where was that the rest of the second half how come you didn't play with tempo but again just like yeah. based on what kyle shannon said after the game it's clear as mud that he just doesn't trust his quarterback and when you don't trust your quarterback it brings down the entire team and not just the defense. The defense knows, hey, if we don't get a stop here, it's probably going to be like it's probably gonna be tough sledding for the offense. So they start to press. It's just a domino effect for everybody involved, man. Up until that final drive, the 49ers only had 10 points on the board. And with a healthy Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Jeff Wilson looking as healthy as ever, it's, it's inexcusable for this offense to have only put up 10 points through three and three quarters of the game. It's just, just can't happen. They're, they're too, there's too much talent on, the, on this team to only have 10 points on the board. So I don't know how often the Titans were doubling Kittle, but he wasn't targeted after that interception. That can't happen. <laughs> like he's the best, he's one of the best players in the NFL, like regardless of position. Oh. So you have to find ways to get him involved. It, it felt like too much. Go, no, go ahead, Rob. Oh, no, I was just going to say Shanahan after the loss said Ambry Thomas wasn't the reason we lost <laughs> No shit, Kyle. We all That's know. not his fault, by the way. It's who was asking him these questions. So one of the questions that he was asked was, hey, Jimmy bounces back after interceptions. But why are we talking about that, man? The reason we got here to begin with is because of those freaking interceptions. He was so lucky. He was very fortunate not to have another one. Let me just yeah, say, that- after uh, did Jimmy speak yet, Kyle? No, he hasn't. Okay. No, he, hasn't. he better get up to that podium. The only thing I want to hear from Jimmy Garoppolo is I lost this game for us. Not we, not we didn't play good. We missed some up. No, 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 no. I lost this game. He never takes responsibility for it. He never owns up and puts the blame on his shoulders ever. I don't want to hear anything out of his beautiful mouth other than <laughs> I cost us this game. 
Uh, Car Carson Graham on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Thanks for the super chat. Tighten up. All we need is Lawan and Stafford back. Nobody wants to play us in the playoffs. The AFC is so soft this year. Get out of here, man. Hey, shout out to the Titans for winning this game. They Ryan Tannehill looked pretty good in that second half. I mean, him and AJ Brown were dominating, and you never know. They they may get Derrick Henry back in the playoffs, and Mike Rabel's still a good coach. You just, you just never know. Jason PDSI on the YouTube page. Rob, you're never going to hear that. You whine. So we're just accepting this crap now? Like, <laughs> that's it now. You've, you've been beaten into submission. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do, Jason? Am I supposed to come on here and smile and sit here and be happy and just say, well, maybe we'll get him next time. Like After years of this, what am I supposed to do? What do you want me to say, Jason? Like, I really want to know. We're not allowed to be mad after this now? This is insane, Kyle. This is the part where you cite Jimmy's numbers, Jimmy's box score, his EPA, and say that it was all good because the score was only three games and he had a nice final drive. A nice final drive in which Debo Samuel ran 56 yards and did the brunt of the work. So, yeah, we can ignore everything that happened before that and just focus on the final play. So that's exactly how it's supposed to go. And there was a, it was in the second half where, he, where Alex Mack has a holding call understandable and then jimmy garoppolo takes a sack on the next play and all of a sudden it's third and a mile right um but you just can't take a sack on that play and everyone's going to be quick to blame the offensive line especially going up against this titans front but he had enough time on that play to just scan the field throw the ball away it's like throw the ball away it doesn't exist in garoppolo's uh language it's either throw it to a 49ers receiver or an opposing player he just doesn't you know uh, avoid those negative plays which they, you know, uh, could have used in that spot. It seemed like he had a few of those where he was looking right, he had time to come back left, and then he had time to drift in the pocket, like retreat in the pocket, which is like a big no-no for quarterbacks. And after all that, he still didn't throw the ball away. Like, you're 30, man. Throw it away. Live for another down. <laughs> Why doesn't somebody – I want somebody to say to Kyle after this game, Kyle, your quotes and what you do on the field – Many times, not just this game, many times. It's clear you don't trust your quarterback. How can you succeed with a quarterback that ultimately you don't trust? I would love to hear Kyle Shanahan get asked that because it's clear he doesn't trust him. And like no one is bringing this up to him. No one is saying, Kyle, how can both things be true? How can Jimmy Garoppolo give you the best chance to win, but you don't trust him? That that boggles my mind. Can anybody explain that to me? Again, I, I just think that they're so they're in too deep with him. So it's the end of December. The season's about to be over. They have gone this far by doing everything they can with Jimmy. Like if if Trey would have had reps by now, if Trey would have played, if Trey would have played periodically, then it would make sense. But that like that just that change is not going to happen. This this was a red shirt year, and they are sticking to that plan, and they are going to make sure that is the plan. So. I mean, I, I understand why, like the thought process, but the, the problem isn't the quarterback situation now. It's the quarterback situation, how they handle it in the offseason. Like, to let it get to this point is a real issue. And, and like Matt Mayoko mentioned on his podcast that Trey Lance had a finger injury, I guess, from the preseason that lingered. So I don't know how much helmet. that played into when he hit his helmet, right, on the defensive lineman. So I don't know how much that played into Lance's lack of development, but – you know, Fred Warner was complimentary of how Lance has played in practice. And and I guess Matt Mayoko said some high-ranking Niners official was as well. But like you said, they're they're way too deep with Garoppolo this season. So you can't you can't cut bait, you know, off that path Why now. Not? You just have to finish out the Why season. Why not? You can do whatever the hell you want. You're the head coach. Uh M Kibb watching on the YouTube page. Trey should have been in on the last play. <laughs> I thought that myself. Throw a hail Mary. I, I thought that too. Give a wide receiver a chance to catch the ball or go get a flag. Jimmy's lucky he did not have three picks. That's what I was wondering. Like, do they just throw it up and maybe try and draw a flag? Because that's really the only shot that you have. And then maybe, you know, you can take another shot at the end zone, or if it's close enough, maybe you can kick a field goal. Um, obviously yeah. they didn't do that. They didn't do that, but I was like, on that final play, there was a, a point during that play. There's a I second. Was like, this might happen, but oh. there was a second when Kittle got the ball and yep. started to rev up. I was like, is he going to take it? And then, he got, <laughs> and then he threw it back to Ayuk and it was over. Yeah. But uh, if any team can do a hook and ladder, you, you'd figure it's a Kyle Shanahan team that's probably got something worked up there. It seemed like they broke on a couple of those um, on that play a couple of times, but obviously they yeah. were yeah. so far behind that it was never going to really come to fruition. I just, I don't know what to say about this team that we haven't already said a billion times. To me, you think John Harbaugh would make the quarterback change? I think he would. 
he did. <laughs> we have proof that he did. So we don't have to. There's no hypothetical there. I think there's no doubt about it. So what was, what was the 49ers record when they made that trade, when they made the switch? Because they were well above 500, right? No, John Harbaugh, not Jim. Oh, sorry. He, sorry. He's talking about John. Like John he's Harbaugh the Ravens, yeah. would make the change. I think he would, to be honest with you. At the very least, I think he would have benched Jimmy and gone with Trey at some point tonight. I really do. Like, all right. I'm, I'm, you guys know where I stand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, just, I, I hate it. I it's hate not it. going to change, baby. And we got a couple more weeks of it. This might have been the most maddening loss of all of their losses this season, considering how well they played on that first drive and just really the, the opening two drives. You thought, okay, they've got some momentum here. They were super loose during warmups. It felt like uh, I forgot who tweeted it, said they looked confident, ready to go. They probably had a really good game plan coming in. Kyle Shanahan's opening script looked fantastic. And for them to just blow that game after the way the defense started with all the stuff that the Titans have gone through. It's just, yeah, no. The Titans haven't topped 20 points in, uh, what, five weeks now? And the 49ers still managed a way to lose that. Look at, managed to find a way to lose when that. You're, when we get off this, Akash, look at the Titans' metrics since week nine. They're like bottom five across the board in just about everything possible. There is no reason that this <laughs> yeah. game should have been close. And that's, when I say that they were bottom five, that's with their starting offensive line. Like that's with Elijah Molden, who is a good player in their defense. They didn't have Elijah Molden. They didn't have Chris Jackson. So they didn't have their top guys in the slot and they are already a poor team in the slot. But as we talked about on the Shanna plan, Vrabel is going to do things to confuse the quarterback. And sure enough, that happened. And it was only a matter of just taking care of the ball and that didn't happen. But man, yeah, I, they're definitely a maddening team just because again, like we know what's going to happen every week. It's just a, a matter of will the defense catch the ball? Will the 49ers be able to overcome those mistakes? And they were not able to today. I want to get to this yeah, comment. Yeah. Sorry, Akash. Go for it. It's from not me. I swear to God. Roberto Guerra, <laughs> uh, just to get off the quarterback for a second. Warner was garbage tonight and has been a disappointment this season. Sorry if it hurts. Yeah. We're I mean, really going to, to Warner here. It, it is tough just because the last thing you remember is that missed tackle. And then on a, on a couple of those third downs, he was giving way too much cushion, getting way too much depth because he's overly concerned with AJ Brown and they give up yeah. something mm -hmm. underneath. And now third and seven, third and eight teams are converting. That yep. was not a, an issue at all, all season. Like the 49ers on third and long, they've been lights out. They've been money on that down end for whatever reason against a, an offense. Like, yes, they have AJ Brown, but outside of that, Name somebody else who would scare you on that offense because Julio Jones is just like he's not the same player at all, and he showed that tonight. So, yeah, I would agree with that. Just knowing that you, I mean, you just have to take away Brown is really what it comes down to. You you should have doubled Brown and then made anybody else beat you, but he he made plays, and that's what great players do, I guess. I think this is exactly what you were saying earlier, where Fred Warner's pressing because a he knows. Defense has to get a stop here on this third down. we got to get the ball back for our offense. And then the other thing he realizes, man, A.J. Brown's smoking our corners on the outside. i got to help a little here. i got to cheat a little bit when I get a chance. And now all of a sudden he's out of position, and now he looks bad for it. Misses a few tackles there at the end. But I thought he was aggressive early in that first half. He, had, he blew up A.J. Brown uh, on like a screen play and like threw him to the ground. Uh, so I don't think Warner's been garbage all season. I think that's just way overstated. I do think Aziz Alshire has been fantastic, and that's kind of outshined Warner maybe. Um, but I don't think he's been garbage. That's just overstated. And uh, just switching gears, KP, you made the point on the fourth and sixth play that Ayuk – that play was on Ayuk, not necessarily Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan commented on it. He basically said it was um, – uh, it was a shallow cross, and uh, Ayuk has to be de decisive whether he sits down or not. And they were both just kind of, you know, in between, and it ended up being an incomplete throw. So you're right on. Yeah. That. So th they were just. I tweeted that out, and people were saying, "No, that's on Jimmy." Like it's instantly. J that's on Jimmy. That's on Jimmy. Uh, he did exactly what he's supposed to do in his zone. That was not his zone coverage. I know what the announcer said. I promise you, I teach this for a living. This is the only thing I actually do know. <laughs> so based on the alignment, you can tell that was a man match coverage. So in a man situation, you just keep running. If you see the replay, the defender's back was turned. He was not going to come to Ayuk. So if Ayuk just kept going, he would have been able to pick it up. But Shanahan is correct there when if you're going to make a decision, just make a decision. If you want to sit down, great, sit down. 
Jimmy, if you want, like, and Jimmy's going to respond to whatever Ayuk does, but because of that, um, just because he wasn't sure of what to do, that threw both players off. And but I do like the decision to go for it there on fourth and six because yes, your defense too. had been lights out to that point, and there was no like you were thinking, oh, we're going to get a stop anyway. So that is the type of mindset that Shanahan should have. I've seen people complain about the fourth down decisions, but no, you go for that every time based on the game flow, based on knowing you need points and knowing that your defense had been playing well up to that point. So uh, kudos to Shanahan for understanding the game flow because that has been an issue for him. Also wouldn't have been a fourth and six if they didn't get a false start before that play. Best player. And it looked like Kittle jumped first, but then Trent Williams did um, after that. But still, like if when your best players were late getting to that line. You're right, Akash. They were late getting out of the huddle and getting to the yeah. line, and so that there was like ten happen. seconds left on the play clock, and I thought maybe Shanahan might call a timeout because it's a fourth and one. You need that, and then I'm sure they were just out of sync coming out of it, and it ends up being a fourth and six. But I do appreciate him going for it uh, in that spot. Multiple fourth down calls that he went for it. I think Shanahan tends to get a little bit more aggressive depending on the opponent. He doesn't have this just like I'm going to always go for it or always be conservative. I think in some of these big games against big teams, he ends up being a little bit more aggressive, which is good. JC Lucas on the Niners Nation Facebook page. What happened to Nick Bosa? Um, There's two schools of thought. There's people saying, what happened to Nick Bosa? And then there's the other people that think that every play Nick Bosa doesn't get a sack, he's getting held, (laughs) and it's the most blatant miscall in the history of football. Kyle, what happened to Nick Bosa tonight? I mean, when you are a superstar, the offense is going to give you attention on every play. So they're going to put a tight end to his side. They're going to put a running back to his side. And they're going to make sure that there is no one-on-one situations for Bosa. It's going to suck. And that's probably going to be what life (laughs) is going to be like for the rest of his career. But he has earned that type of respect. So when Bosa doesn't get a sack, it's usually because of that. It's because the, the offense is going out of their way to give him extra attention. Or they just throw the ball the other way, they run the ball the other right. way, they run screens the other way, and all, all of a sudden he's taken out of the play. But I, I did think the defensive line was less impactful than we had expected, right? We talked about it all week, wrote about it today, saying that the defensive line, they've got to control this matchup, backup offensive line. They've been you know, finding different ways to get pressures. I think they had the most pressures last week that they had all season, and they just weren't as impactful after the first half. Um, and it seemed like Tannehill and Brown just got whatever they wanted, but we'll, we'll see exactly what happened upon we Their first few series, the defensive line was playing lights out, and I don't know if this was just them getting tired or the Titans mm-hmm. making adjustments, yeah. the offense, you know, not sustaining drives, probably all of the above, but yeah, you would have thought that they would have made a lot more plays, especially down the stretch, than they did. I want to get to this tweet from our own Leo Luna, who said, the 49ers have blown two score leads in each of their last three road games. With no more road games on the season, 49ers must figure this out in the playoffs. Well, they have they play the Rams. They have the Rams in week seven, in week eighteen. So that's not totally right. But the more concerning thing is multiple possession leads, and the 49ers can't hold it. And and I think part of the reason is like you guys talked about, Kyle puckers up sometimes. Sometimes he's aggressive, but sometimes he gets shook. When Jimmy gets shook, Kyle that's gets shook, and you can't have your head coach and your quarterback both scared at the same time this has been a theme all season long right the lack the inability to close the door on teams i mean they let detroit week one back into that game uh cincinnati hung around they made it a close game uh today obviously against tennessee there's been more more games i just can't remember off the top of my head that the 49ers seem to be up and you think hey can they just pull away and close close the door but they've just let teams hang around and it's bit them in the butt more often than not. Yeah, that's nothing new, by the way. When when Shannon when Garoppolo plays poorly, and Shanahan just doesn't know what to do. I think that's what it is. Where yeah. he's trying, he's running his offense, and he realizes the quarterback's not on tonight. And when that happens, he just looks clueless. And of course, you know you have that game-winning drive when they start to figure it out, but they go multiple possessions after he messes up. When it's just like, mm-hmm. what do I do? What can I do? I think is is really what it comes down to. And yeah, he just he gets in his own head about that. Because you're already, you know, calling plays, you know, with one high tied behind your back, one hand tied behind your back, because you can't necessarily go outside the numbers and threaten defenses vertically, right? So you're already limited in what you can call with Garoppolo. And then when he starts to look a little shaky, you know, Shanahan becomes extremely predictable. And all of a sudden, the game turns just like that in a matter of a few possessions. 
Andrew Marquez watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Does the defense get demoralized over Jimmy's bad play? That's an interesting thought. It does look like it sometimes. I think it's more that they're just friggin' tired. Um, but it, what do you think, Akash? I'm sure it plays a role into it. Um, if you watch some of the NFL films, mic'd up uh, videos after the game comes out, sometimes the defense is like, all right, they make a bad play. Now it's on us to go ahead and try to get a stop here. I think that as a competitor, that's kind of your mindset. But I'm sure in a game like tonight, when they had been playing so well in the first half, and for Garoppolo to have those two interceptions and then the missed throw to you, check, I'm sure it's deflating uh, as a defense when you're just playing lights out. And the other side of the ball just isn't keeping up their end of the bargain. All right, let's do this. Uh, let's look at what this loss does for the 49ers playoff chances. So it's a it's an AFC loss, which obviously is a little better than an NFC loss. But lucky for the 49ers, they have some tiebreakers. They have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. They have the tiebreaker over the Vikings. So even if those teams win, you're okay. The questionable thing is New Orleans. Now, luckily, the Saints are starting Ian Book this week at quarterback, so you would think that that is going to be a little bit dicey for them. I think they're playing Miami, if I remember correctly. They are. Yep, um, Monday night. So what do you guys think? I mean, obviously, things would have been much better if the Niners were 9-6, and six, had 10 days off, and then were playing the Texans. That would have been friggin' great. But, I mean, Kyle, what? where are the 49ers now in terms of the playoffs? At halftime, I was thinking – I can watch Succession. I can finish wrapping these gifts, and I don't have to worry about this. Even after the first few drives, I thought this would be like a cakewalk. I thought this would be nothing, and obviously the game played out like it did. But, I mean, they have the Texans. They're going to be like two touchdown favorites, so, I mean, they're going to win that game. And, you know, who knows what happens in the Rams game. But I, it's, I still think it's, it'll be the 49ers and the Vikings. I don't, I don't think that's going to – my opinion is going to change there. The 49ers – are going to be lucky to have this last play schedule because they need to play a team like the Texans. I think they're also going to be, you know, just benefit from the other teams in the NFC sucking, uh, like for lack of better words, just because, as you mentioned, the Saints, Ian Book. Uh, Washington does not have a real quarterback either. Um, I'm not sure that Philly does either. And it's the Vikings have a tough schedule. So the 49ers are going to be, you know, in a better situation than the rest of those teams. Uh, I mean, they had a really good chance to jump the Rams if with a win tonight, but I feel like you can probably throw that out of the door. So, um, yeah, it's just a really disappointing loss in terms of what they could have been had Arizona lost out had, because the Rams also have a difficult schedule. But with all that in mind, that, that doesn't really matter now because you, ha you had a chance to take control of a playoff team on the road, which you did, but you didn't play four quarters. The 49ers know how to make this interesting for its fans. They have to do this the on people, purpose. The man. people that cover the team, they, 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 they've got to be in on it because every time you think they've got a little bit of momentum, they can give us 10 days off, I get come, a game against the Texans. It, it could be nine and six. We could just go enjoy, you know, holiday weekend. And all of a sudden they blow this and you think you, now we got to come back to, okay, uh, can they still, you know, make the playoffs, get beat, beat six seed, you know, all that stuff is back in play. Uh, after losing a very winnable game. I don't want to get too excited because these are not necessarily quotes. This is what's on Twitter, but I'm looking at some of the Jimmy Garoppolo comments from the press conference. And he said, frustrated, I'd say. It's a game we had an opportunity to go into their place, got a lead like we wanted to, hit a lull in the middle, and if we didn't, it's a totally different game. Like, he talks as if these things just happen to him. <laughs> they happen because of you, Jimmy. That's the reason. Like, no, it's not just like this thing just occurred. You are the quarterback. You touch the ball on every play. When the offense goes into a low, it's your fault. Who else's fault could it possibly be? So on the Kittle one, he's saying we had it. It was tough. Me and George not being on the same page. Got to get right. Got to complete it and score should be scored a touchdown. Um, you stared at him the entire way against a quarterback open. who is known for jumping routes. Like, you have to know the personnel there. Janoris Jenkins has been sitting on routes since 2011 when he came into the NFL. Like, that is his M.O. So to not know who you're going against is a red flag. To still force the ball in there after staring down the target is a red flag. And then to be surprised by the outcome, it was just all bad. Yeah, that like, those cannot happen against any team, let alone a playoff team. On that play, it looked like he just froze for a second and he just stares down George Kittle. And if you look at it from the end zone view – uh, Janoris Jenkins undercuts the route and he's just sitting on Kittle and which is fine. You know, 
George Kittle doesn't win on the route, whatever. You just got to throw the ball away. Just throw it over throw his in the head. Stands. He over he he overthrows the ball over the middle of the field like half the time. <laughs> Yet when you're in the end zone and you want him to overthrow the ball, he throws it right to to the DB. And there the other the other interception that was dropped. He was lucky that ball got oh tipped because whoever the safety was over the middle of the field had that play. That might have been a pick six. I think so too. That safety might have been might have caught the ball and just would have been running towards the end zone. And he got saved because it got tipped, and then Evans couldn't make a play on the ball. But my God, that, that's as bad as I've seen him play in in a while. Can't go to Trey Lance though. Can't do it. It's unthinkable at this point in the season. Nope, guys staring down receivers, throwing balls high over the middle, throwing potential pick sixes, which, by the way, he threw one against Cincinnati also that the game the 49ers ended up winning. So let's not forget about that, too. But, no, we can't go to Trey Lance. Like, what are you afraid of? What are we afraid of here? I, I, I can't take it anymore. I can't the, take the it. Margins, the margins for this team are so slim. Literally, a Jesse Bates dropped pick six is the difference between them being over 500 right now, which is nuts to say, given how much <laughs> talent is on this team. It, they very well could be seven and eight, which, which if Jesse Bates had just picked off, which that ball. tells you, although they're not seven and eight, although that they still are in the playoff race, their process was not right this whole off season. And I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, yep. I think it's fair to continue to bring that up because we are still in the same situation that we will always be in. And that's not going to change whether the 49ers went out, that's not going to change whether the 49ers win a playoff game. It, they just – they gave themselves way too much credit, and and luckily it worked out because Jimmy's only missed one start. But how he's played, like, over the course of the season, yes, he beat the Bears. Yes, he beat the Jags. Yes, Kyle Shanahan beat the Rams. But how he's played – because he played well against the Falcons does not mean we get to hype him up. And just the things that are going around – you saw it on TV, like, or just all week leading up to this game and last game – 49ers are so-and-so when Jimmy G doesn't throw an interception. And Rob just pointed out, he just threw an interception to the Bengals. They just didn't catch it, man. Uh, again, another right. one today. He should have had three, but 54, the ball hit him in the freaking chest. <laughs> Why is it that when Jimmy Garoppolo, like, he gets in these situations and he always does the worst possible thing, right? It's not like, oh, well, wanted to go to Kittle. He stared Kittle down, but and he ended up taking a sack. Like, that would have been bad, but it's not the worst possible thing to happen in this situation. But that's not what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. He does throw the interception, or he does fumble the ball backwards like he did against the Packers in the fourth quarter. Like, it's always the worst possible outcome in those situations. And I just, I don't know why this is the guy that we have to be married to. Like, is there anything he can do? Let me ask it this way. Is there anything he can do between now and the end of the year where he gets benched? Anything at all? Because if the answer is no, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Akash, you take that. <laughs> I I don't think he's going to get benched at any point this season. That's insane. That's insane. I, I, I said they should have pulled him today after those interceptions. And it wasn't even just the interceptions, right? It was the, the missed, the dropped interception, the overthrow to Kyle Juszczyk. He just looked jittery, and I would have just pulled him. And I would have let, I would have just, you know, seen what Trey Lance had to do. But I understand short week, Thursday night, probably had nothing to do with the game plan. So you don't put him in there in that spot. But if you don't pull him there, like, when are you going to pull him? I, I can't imagine he looks worse than this the rest of the season. You don't say that. This, this, don't say, that's a challenge, Akash. <laughs> Please don't say that. Jeff Wall is their junior on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Jimmy G's Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddie. You just can't get rid of him. Wrong holiday, but I appreciate the sentiment, Jeff. Great. No, the, the best the best way to describe Jimmy Garoppolo is the meme. And I'm sure you guys have seen this. It has his face and there's like a giant cycle. And it's like, mm -hmm. he plays well against a bad team. And everyone says he's back. And then he plays like crap against a good team. And then fans want him benched. And it's like an endless cycle. And they get a bad team next week. So he's going to look fantastic. And uh, we'll be back to the other end of the cycle. So if you just look up the 49ers numbers this year, when they play a defense that can stop the run, that's just like competent in stopping the run they have struggled on offense mightily. When they play a below-average defense that can't stop the run, that's when they're humming. That's when they're scoring these 30-point games. But um, it's they're so Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. That, but at the same time, you kind of know what to expect. So everybody was talking about like the Titans' defense is average and whatnot. I think that their physicality was going to give the 49ers problems, and they did um, this game. But still, I mean, there were plenty of opportunities, obviously, for the 49ers to score. But still, the – the defense plays a big part in what they can do and what they can do. And 
I don't think that they were able to consistently get their running game going, which meant number 10 had to actually drop back and throw, not like play action where we can dress it up, you know, use all this window dressing to get guys open. When he has to drop back and throw the ball, um, it, it just hasn't, it hasn't gone very well this year. It's a good way of putting it. Uh, by the way, I want to give uh, the Niners ball carriers tonight some love. Debo Samuel, Jeff Wilson even did it. Like there were like six or seven plays in this game where the 49ers should have been tackled for a loss behind the line of scrimmage. And I don't know how the hell Debo and Ayuk and Wilson and everybody else did it, but somehow they were not getting tackled for loss. They were gaining, you know, at least a couple of yards to keep the offense on schedule. I was amazed. Jeff Wilson did it many times. Like uh, how, I don't know how that happened, but I also feel like that bailed the 49ers offense out too. Like all of these things outside of Jimmy Garoppolo's control conspire to prop him up long enough to keep his job. There was one toss where it looked like Debo was dead in the water in the backfield on for like, he would have lost like four yards. He ended up turning into a three yard gain. There was another screenplay on the third and forever where two guys had a hand on him in the backfield and he gains like six yards. And then, of course, on that 56-yarder, he catches the ball. And within, like, two steps, he's already at top speed and outruns everybody. Like, his athleticism and just, I guess, balance, strength, whatever you want to call it, all of the above, it's it's just not normal for humans to be able to do the things that he's able to do. <laughs> and it's really fun to see because we, we know it's going to happen. We just don't know when. But when it happens, it's always a surprise. Like, damn, he's fast. Like, damn, he's good. Like, he's he's a really talented player. And there's no way you can convince me that the 49ers knew he would be this good because they would have taken him a lot earlier, I imagine, if they did. But just just knowing and seeing him play, seeing him being moved around, like they have a really special player on their hands. Nick Wagner with a good tweet. Jimmy Garoppolo on throws that went five or fewer air yards was 20 of 22, 186 yards and a touchdown. Uh, throws that went five, more than five air yards, six of 13, 136 yards and two picks. Uh, one drop pick and one horrible mystic out use check. Nice. So like you mentioned earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo drop back passing game, trying to throw the ball more than five yards, just not good enough today. And not good enough. Good teams, day. Not good enough. And against good teams like the Titans, you just, you're just not going to get it done. Who is the good team? The 49ers have played this year where you look at Jimmy's performance and you're like, that's a good one. Who is it? Hmm. It doesn't exist. The Packers. no, do not even tell me the Packers. He was non-existent in the first half. The only reason they scored any points in the first half against Green Bay is because Trey Lance came in at the end of the first half and ran it in for a touchdown. He was not good in that game. I mean, any big game that they've played, the Cardinals game, nope. The Rams game, you want to credit Jimmy Garoppolo for that game? He threw, what, 18 passes? He had 182 yards passes. against the Rams. He does not get credit for that. Right, so, like, again, what is the game that Jimmy, we say we won that game because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yet when we lose, it's always, we lost that game because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I imagine people. I, would point I'd give him credit Bengals. for the Bengals game. Yeah. I'd give him, you give him credit for the Bengals game. I do not. I said, I imagine people will give him credit for the Bengals game. Well, well, okay. The, he, all, he put him in a position to potentially lose that game, but he also did the things in overtime to be able to overtime he was put in a position to win the game so yeah you know but that but that's garoppolo right he's inconsistent within a game within a drive where he'll hit some throws he'll miss some throws he'll look good one drive look bad another drive and it just depends on how the game flow is right sometimes those good drives end up you know later in the game sometimes it's in the middle of the game sometimes you know if the run game is cooking like kyle kyle said um it won't be a problem, but tonight it was just after those first two drives, it was just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. I'm a, that's it. I got nothing left. I literally cannot bag on him many more than I can. Uh, Debo Samuel, by the way, was absolutely fantastic. As good as AJ Brown was 11 for 145 and a touchdown Debo nine for 159, also five carries 32 yards. Debo was fantastic. I thought Ayuk was good when he got a chance to do something with the ball. You we already talked about Kittle basically kind of disappearing from this game, which is so frustrating because he had been so, so good. Um, there was a lot of good from everybody not wearing number 10 for the 49ers in this game. But here we are. So now we got to sit with this. I got to sit with this on my Christmas 
when the 49ers, my son is up in his room crying. I can hear him crying before the show starts because he's sneaking a peek at the TV to watch the end of the 49ers game. That's my Christmas is ruined for my seven-year-old son because of Jimmy freaking Garoppolo. Terrible, terrible. I, that's it. No, mine's going to be fantastic. Uh, you know, we got we got the long weekend. Oh, shut up, Akash. Because uh, of Christmas, we're going to log off here. Uh, go make a cocktail. We go enjoy the night. No worries. They're still eight and seven. I'm thinking about going to the Cardinals and Colts game, wearing a Colts shirt, and just like trolling the hell out of Cardinals fans for three hours. <laughs> like, that would be the best way to get over tonight and forget about what happened. Jonathan so, Taylor for MVP right. shirt. <laughs> I was hoping that Nick Bosa would get a couple sacks and maybe lock up the defensive player of the year award or the comeback player of the year award. I know he got chipped and everything. Obviously it didn't work out, but so that's it. That's where we are. Titans get the win 20 to 17. Uh, Thanks everybody for watching and listening again. If you haven't done it, please, please, please follow the Niners nation podcast network, hit that bell. Make sure you follow the Niners nation YouTube page as well. If you already follow us, that is awesome. We appreciate it. But if you haven't left a comment, please do. It makes a big, big difference for us. Try to enjoy your holiday, everybody. Akash, KP, thank you very much for joining me tonight and putting up with my ranting. I know I'm probably too emotional. I can't help it. I, I, this is it. Like, I have to let it out. Otherwise, bad things will happen. I, I had to exercise the demons. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Luckily, there's no 49ers football on Sunday. We get the weekend off. And uh, we'll be back with the Shanna Plan Wednesday morning.